Rubble, 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 we are here to determine if Gowand Trakand is the worst character in Wheel of Time. Slander. It's true. Every word. <laughs> we have... What are the two different things called? Prosecution and defense. Yeah. <laughs> Should we keep it same? Oh, we're going to go for it, yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's his first day, everyone. <laughs> We have the prosecution and the defense here. Stephen Althart is on wait, D- you're, defense. You're the defense. Yeah, y'all slandered him. And Zach is the prosecution. Your Honor, I look forward uh, to justice having its day today. I can't wait to hear your arguments. Oh, you sound noble, as if you're a tracon yourself. I wouldn't sound like that if I was intricant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Order in the court. Objection to Zach's bullshit. Sustained. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? It means you let him say what he said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I can't remember the videos I watched earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Let's start with the prosecution. Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, the character that stands before you is, without a doubt, the most hated person in the entirety of the Wheel of Time. (laughs) He is universally despised throughout our fandom, and I know deep down in my heart that you all hate him as much as I do. I'm here today to prove once and for all that not only is our hatred justified, it is good and righteous. Gawain Tricand is a spoiled, pompous brat, and that's all there is to it. The man does not possess within him a single redeeming quality. He is conceited, arrogant, and cocksure. He treats those he deems beneath him with contempt and disdain, He shows no respect to his family, his friends, the woman he loves, or the men that serve under his command. His complete incapability to consider the interest of others has led to a staggering loss of life for no reason other than the service of his own foolish pride. Furthermore, he shows no interest or ability whatsoever in learning from his mistakes, even in the rare event that he admits to them. Godwin Tricand is an asshole of the highest order. It is for these reasons that Mr. Shakan deserves to be labeled as the worst character in the Wheel of Time. We as fans have a duty to the world and characters we love. If we as a fandom don't come together to do our duty to shit all over Gawain, <laughs> <laughs> then we allow him to give good Wheel of Time characters a bad name. Please don't allow that to happen. I rest my uh, opening statement. <laughs> <laughs> Flabbergasted. Wow, that is that's quite the opening statement. Uh I noticed that it had no evidence whatsoever. That's this is not the, the part where we do evidence, Steve. Yeah, I just I mean I like you had zero good points. Does the prosecution rest? I rest indeed. You rest. Is that 
Go take a nap. All right, your honor and the audience. I am here to defend the honorable Gawain Shrikan from slander. Slander that says my client, who is a true Andor man, first prince of the sword-to-be, former warder to the late Omerlin seat Egwene Alvier, and blade master, trained by the late great captain Gareth Bryn, is <clears throat> worst character ever? I don't think so. I will not pain the court by listing the mental or moral qualities that my client does not have, such as he has never turned his cheek to starving nations, never used the weave balefire which could undo the fabric of time and space as we know it. He's never choked his wife. He's never took an evil dagger out of a city and unleashed a dark evil upon the world. He never held a neck to someone... <laughs> I didn't write that. I'm going to have Where's my interns? Did you put something? You're fired. Get out. He's never held... He's never held a knife to someone's throat to have sex with him. And he's never killed half his men on the battlefield after becoming power hungry. No, I will not wound the court in that way. I will only try to build Gawain up using hard evidence. My proof comes from his own actions. He defends those he loves, putting himself between them and the most dangerous people in the world, such as Rand. He has some of the best sword fights in the series and notably has two hands. Finally, he has one of the best arcs in storytelling where he starts as a young man who has plenty to learn, becomes a jaded through battle and manipulation, but finally puts that aside with his dying breath to tell a loved one the truth. No matter how hard it is to tell your brother, he is a genocidal maniac for a half-brother. I will go into further detail. His thread is manipulated by the Dragon Reborn to become a catalyst to help Rand become the hero he needs to be. Thank you, Prince Gawain Drakond. May you rest in peace. I will defend your name. <laughs> I like the fire. I respect wow. that. Wow. I got a lot to think about there. Uh, basically, he's fucking cooler than Rand and has two hands. <laughs> Both sides have given me quite a lot to consider. Uh, I think that's round one in the books. If I may, Your Honor, you ain't seen nothing yet. <clears throat> Milk drinker. <laughs> so I think we'd like to move on to maybe presentation of evidence. Uh, Zach, do you have any instances or evidence in which you would like to present to the court? I do, Your Honor. I'd like to present my evidence in three phases, a three-pronged attack, if you will. The first of those would be Gawain's transgressions with the younglings. The second would be his transgressions against Rand. And third, just general overall douchery. Let us hear the beginning of your argument, or the beginning of your evidence. All right, so we start with the younglings. If you remember, uh, this was a group of orders in training. Objection. That He's asking me to remember things. I'm not asking you. I'm asking the ladies and gentlemen Sustained. of the audience and jury. I see. Fine. Where was I? Uh, so, yeah, the younglings were orders in training that uh, – helped Elida overthrow the rightful and just Omerlin seat of the White Tower, Swan Sanche. May she rest in peace. Objection. This was, was taken. unjust. Pardon me? Criminal. The Steve has an objection? Her seat was taken fairly. Sustained. 
Anyway. Oh, wait. No, I meant to say. Overruled. Overruled. He's right. Yeah. Overruled. Overruled him? Yes. Yeah, Steve's right. She was legally disposed. I will try to be quiet Deposed? through the rest of his. Uh, that's sustained then because you sustained his objection. Okay. Yeah. Not my. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's okay, Judge. We'll get this. Teach me. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, that's not part of my evidence anyhow, so you, you don't even have to worry about that. Despite having no official role or stake in the White Tower, Gawlinchakrand happily takes place in the massacre of respected warders. He's just there to get trained so that he can be a more badass first prince of the sword. He doesn't have any stake in this, but uh, he decides to take upon himself the duty to kill warders that uh, served in good standing with the White Tower for many years. Their names were Hamar and Kulin. We should remember them forever. The dis- the crime that was committed against them. Remember their names. <laughs> How else are you supposed to become a blade master? And then right before he does, uh, right after he does that, he turns around and helps Swan escape. He doesn't care about anything that's happening anyhow. He takes a lot of his part so he can do some uh, bloody murder. And then five minutes later, he turns around and helps Swan and Liana escape. He doesn't care about anything. He just wants to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Bloodthirsty. You better shut up, Steve. It's Zach's turn. (laughs) I won't laugh anymore at his jokes, Your Honor. Order in the court. (laughs) So... He forms up this group of the surviving warders in training because they've murdered all the real warders. And uh, these people start to work for Elida's new white tower. And, uh, you know, they're just going around doing her bidding, killing whoever she says is bad. Just, uh, you know, painting the countryside red with the blood of innocence. While he should be back in Camelin being first prince of the sword. Man, it is protecting bold. the queen from forsaken such as Robin, perhaps. And, you know, he notices while he's uh, running all these missions that Elida is sending him into more and more dangerous situations on purpose almost. And he knows that she's probably just uh, trying to get him killed because him and his band of younglings are an inconvenience to her. Objection. There's no proof that she's a black friend and would want that. Uh, he never said that. So Does, I'm basing GTFL. this on Godwin's own thoughts, Your Honor. We have his perspective in the book. And here we have a, a quote that I pulled from the text, Your Honor, uh, if I may. I'd be very interested to hear that. Before disaster struck at Demise Wells, he was certain there had been a plot afoot to see that he and the younglings died without returning to the White Tower. Why, he did not know, nor whether the scheme came from Elida or Galena. But it had succeeded well enough, if not exactly in the way its divisors had thought. This is in response to over 50% of casualties at the Battle of Demise Wells for the younglings. That does not look good for him. They ruled in with 500 strong and came out with around 250, and he says, you know what? I don't really care what we're doing. I'm just trying to kill. Objection. At no point does he say that he wishes for murder. 
<laughs> okay. Sustained. Sustained. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, also in service of Elida, Gawain murdered children. And I quote, if I may uh, do another reading, Your Honor. <laughs> Please proceed. Murder of children, you say? That's correct, Your Honor. This is from a section where uh, Gawain and his younglings are scouting a patrol of Lord Gareth Bryn's troops that are looking for them because they've been harrying Lord Bryn's forces near the White Tower. And uh, they're going through this village, and the younglings are worried that they might be given away by the villagers. So they're like, we should just ride in and kill everybody. And Gawain, to his credit, does prevent that from happening in this instance. But it is alluded strongly that it's happened a lot before. And the villagers, Gawain asked, there are children down there. That hasn't stopped us before. Wow, that does not look good. <laughs> I'm interested to see what Steve has to say about that. And that's Thanks, uh, to continue. I mean, look at who is fighting here. This is his father figure almost. I mean, both of his father figures died when Garrett or sorry, Gar- Gawain was very young. So Gareth Brynn is probably the closest thing to a dad that he actually had. And here he is uh, fighting against him just because Elida, who he knows is trying to get him killed, told him to. What made him side with Elida if he knew that she was so bad? Uh, She is the Amarillan seat, the uh, flame. I'll accept that. She literally gives orders to warders. I have a few more quotes, Your Honor. I don't believe he's a warder. so He's not at this point, no. He's a youngling. Let's hear them, Zach. It's also his nanny. So this is Gawain questioning uh, what he's doing here. Am I destined to end up fighting against each and every man that has been a mentor to me? And my response would be, no, you're just a selfish little twat. Another quote. Objection. That wasn't a quote. (laughs) And what was the captain general of the Queen's Guard doing fighting with the group of Aes Sedai rebels in the first place? He should have been in Camelin protecting Egwene. To which I would respond, what about you, motherfucker? You're the first prince of the sword. Why aren't you in Camelin protecting your sister? Objection. He's the first prince to be. No, he is the first prince of the sword at this point. He just hasn't bothered to show up and actually uh, start working. Hmm. Hmm. He could be anytime he decided to. <laughs> Nothing to say there. And then uh, once he finds oh. out that Elaine has been captured and is now in the White Tower, he has a personal stake in betraying Elida, so he immediately does so, leaving his younglings to whatever fate she sends them to. And running off to chase his GF. This concludes part one of my prosecution, Your Honor. 
Wow, that is a mountain of evidence that I have to process. I'm I wish sp- I had listened to any of it. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm speaking, sir. I'm speaking. That is a mountain of evidence I have to process. And I've taken some thorough notes. And I'm excited to hear Steve's rebuttal to a lot of these points and to also hear his new evidence that he will uh, present first. Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> oh, fuck you back, Steve. <laughs> Order! 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 You, order. Your You've forgotten the face of your father. Order here! I have order! <laughs> Alright, seriously though. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. You were about to make your rebuttal? Uh, yes. Let's start with killing his trainers. Mm-hmm. Warders. So, because uh, the Armadillon seat took it in a matter-of-fact way by the law, by the book, it was uh, proper, and what Gawain should do is to fuck up anybody who said opposite of what Elida said. Even though she's an idiot, he still has to listen to her. And also, how are you supposed to become a blade master if you don't fucking fight blade masters? Right? He is a blade master, and that's how he becomes one. Objection. Yeah, let's hear that. Becoming a blade master is a very terrible reason to kill somebody out of hand. That's just selfish, and that's murder. Um, I also don't believe that that's how he became a blade master. Also correct. How did he become a blade master? Then I think it was Sleet when he uh, fought Sleet and beat him five times out of seven, or whatever. I don't think that's no. He kills Valda. No, that's, that's the law. Oh, yeah. shit! Fuck. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> <laughs> Just send Zach to prison. That's Slate. Is that how he does it? Sleet. I don't know who that is. So, another warder who was a blade master and Gawain uh, trained with him. So they had their like duels, you know. He's one of the only people that's beaten Landman Dragon in single combat. You do not Twice. have to kill to become a blade master out of seven. Hmm. Killing for the sole purpose of becoming a blade master is dishonorable. I'm not saying that's why he did it. I'm just saying he became one, and that's how, and it's badass. But you're saying I'm wrong, so. Okay. It was Galena's fault at, at, at Demise Wells. Let's all, um, let's all agree on that, shall we? So can I, can, I'm going to hold you up right there and rewind. I'd like to hear what you have to say about uh I, I hear you that he should have killed the warders because of the legality of it. Yeah. Uh, Why is he? Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, he farted. Zach, be quiet. <laughs> wow, I'm about to help you out, and you're gonna come at me. Sorry, like that. your beautiful <laughs> honor. <laughs> so, if his point is legality why then did he help swan escape boom because he was convinced convinced of what the legality of swan escaping by um ladies elaborate he was like these ladies are making some good points and some legal points no weak moral points He's a good man. He's an Andor man. Mm. That's weak, Your Honor. Mm. 
I mm. actually. I, I'm sorry. I was. Uh, I may not have been paying attention. Uh, I don't remember who convinced him. <laughs> I think Men did. It wasn't Elaine. Wasn't there? Nah. Was Egwene? Nah. Yeah. Isn't. Uh, I thought there was. Yeah. I thought there was I other Egwene's there. Egwene's. It's just Min and her. Oh, and uh, Min and Swan and Liana. Liana. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's all I needed to hear about that. You can continue with your other points. Oh, thank you, Your Honor. Honor. If I may interject once more, I'll allow it. He also threatens to kill Elida's tower guards if they won't get out of his way on his way out of the tower. Yeah, well, I mean, he's capable with the sword, so he can back that up. Any fool can kill. I disagree, Your Honor. He's better at it than others. Maybe that's, that's maybe true. number ten in the world. <laughs> uh, you made a point about him killing children. At no point did he ever say that. That guy said, "Oh, that's never stopped us before." He's talking about the younglings. Yes, Gawain is the leader of the younglings. So by association, maybe children died at his hands. But there's no evidence that he directly put child blood on his hands. Oh, so he's Hitler instead of the guy who operates the gas chamber. Uh, no, I don't think he's German. <laughs> so you're saying that Gowan has never personally killed a child We have no evidence of that And you don't think that as the leader Of the younglings he bears any responsibility For the actions that the younglings uh, He only taken? ordered it I believe excuse it, me, excuse me. I believe at that point he has barely any hold on the younglings. I don't even think he wants to do it He just wants to go home And he's trying his best just to get where he be going Proceed. Taking the responsibility for his actions. Uh, the next thing is you're saying that he was fucking up Gareth Bryn, but he wasn't. He was just stealing his supplies and killing his men. He never attacked Gareth Bryn. So for you to say that is by extension saying that Gareth Bryn has killed children because, because Gareth Bryn's men starved children or took things from children, that Gareth Bryn is a monster who puts children in a bag and carries them off. Objection, Your Honor. Let's hear it. Speculation. He doesn't have any evidence that any of that ever happened. Do you have any evidence that any of that ever happened? I'm sure there's a child who died in Gareth Bryn's camp. Speculation, Your Honor. Sounds like speculation. Were people not starving, Your Honor? Was that Gareth Bryn's fault? That was the Magic Weather's fault. You're right. It was Rand's fault. (laughs) The Magic Weather. (laughs) It was Rand's fault. It was the Dark One. Hmm. You could argue that Rand might be the Dark One. But I won't go down that road, Your Honor. I don't have that kind of tenacity. Uh, Proceed. So, yeah, you know, you were saying shit, but (laughs) a lot of I did say shit. A lot of the stuff that is important and uh, that leads to the world being saved is a lot of because of Gawain, Demise Wells. Uh, you know, Rand becoming a psycho freak uh, moron. I'm sorry, Demise Wells is because of Gowan? No, I'm saying that he was there and helped uh, get to that point. He wasn't, he isn't Demise Wells. Demise Wells is a place, Your Honor. I'm familiar. Yeah, so Vaguely. he helped with the capture of the Dragon Reborn, which is a good idea because he's mad. He's a madman. And, you know, he didn't, Objection. he didn't put him in the box. Oh, so what what are you going to say now? That just because he was hanging out with people that put him in the box and whipped him every day, that it's Gawain who did that? 
he know we as a reader know objectively because we have perfect knowledge of all characters that that was objectively a bad idea to capture the dragon. Well, if we hadn't done that, then we wouldn't have got so many box scenes. We wouldn't have got Darth Vader Rand. <laughs> I got to side with Steve on this one. You you can't read. You, you can't use your reader all knowledge to say a character's bad. He, and he that's doesn't what we're these. doing here. Yeah, but he doesn't. That's know. the whole point of this trial. Yeah. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> it is the point of the trial, but in this case, you're questioning Gowan's decision. You have to give him... It wasn't his decision, Your Honor. It was Elida's decision. It was his decision to follow Elida. But he only knows the information he knows. A good person can make a bad decision based off of bad information. Do you think that every single one of the Shido is a bad person? Yes. That's not true. What's his name massaged by you? The big guy. The one that gets a hammer to the head. Man. <laughs> he wasn't Shido. Yes. He, he was brotherless. Oh. And a point to Zach. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I uh, lost my composure there, Your Honor. Continue. I'll allow it. Uh, I think that's done. He didn't present much uh, evidence, so I don't I'm have I'm ready to points. move on. Yep, let's hear, let's hear it. So, yeah, uh, this is a great segue, actually, because my second point of evidence is Gawain's relationship with Rand. Uh, objection, Your Honor. They've never held hands. That's ridiculous. So, uh, Gawain is fully aware. Sorry, I, I lost my place. Apologies, Your Honor. I've wasted the court's time. Oh, no, that was Steve's fault. <laughs> that was 100% Steve's fault. I'm docking him a point. <laughs> I'm not so, even sure what just happened. <laughs> the problem with Rand and Gawain's relationship all stems from this ridiculous belief that Gawain holds that Rand killed his mom. He hears this from just some random merchant on the road. Rand did kill his mom, Your Honor. Objection. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I believe that the birth of Rand killed his mother. Ridiculous, Your Honor. And also, is that even an objection? Why is he talking right now? <laughs> you know, on the side of Dragon Mount. <laughs> Please proceed, Zach. So he gets this uh, piece of information from a guy who heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy. And this, he, he tells Gawain this much. Uh, could you name them, please, sir? They don't have names because they're not important because they're nobody and they weren't there and didn't see shit. So we should trust the word of these men. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point I'm making. <laughs> Gawain does, though. I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. Could you remind me who's Sidra? <laughs> no. Gawain <laughs> says, man, this guy's right. Rand totally did kill my mom. <laughs> and uh, later on, he meets Egwene, and Egwene tries to convince him that Rand didn't kill his mom either. Gawain is fully aware that Rand is the dragon reborn at this point. Uh, he doesn't care. He still wants to kill him, even though he knows it will doom the world. His 
own petty sense of revenge is more important than the fate of the entirety of mankind. He instead asked Egwene to prove that Rand did not kill Morghese, which is ridiculous, Your Honor. You can't prove a negative. And even if you could, that's a perversion of justice. Everyone knows that Rand should be innocent until proven guilty and not guilty until proven innocent. Objection. We know full-fledged every single character, and we know that Rand choked men. I'm struggling to find what that has to do with this particular. And also, instance. he was under the influence of a male Adom and was forced to do it by one of the Forsaken. Oh, I thought he was the Dragon Reborn. I thought he might be able to resist that, clearly. He did, which is why Min is still alive. If I may continue without another interruption, Your Honor. Please proceed. I have a quote from this scene, uh, his conversation with Egwene. He says, I do not care if he is the creator made flesh, he grated. Althor killed my mother. Egwene's eyes nearly popped out of her head. Gawain, no. No, he did not. Can you swear it? Were you there when she died? It's on every tongue. The dragon born took Camelon and killed Morghese. He probably killed Elaine, too. I can find no word of her. Egwene promises him that Elaine is definitely not dead at all. And he says, uh, where is he? Or sorry, where is she? His voice was anguished. Where has she been? Her place is in Camelon now. Well, not Camelon, not so long as Althor might be there. But in Andor, where is she, Egwene? And once again, your honor, if I may, what about you, Gawain? Why aren't you in Camelon? Why, why, Objection, Your yeah, Honor. I'd why, like to hear why isn't he in Camelon? Why doesn't uh, Egwene uh, know where Morghese is if she's so knowledgeable about the truth? Because nobody knows where Morghese is. So why should he believe this woman from the two rivers, some western <laughs> land in the country of Andor that doesn't pay its taxes? Because she doesn't have evidence that she, where uh, Morghese's exact location is, but she does have a bevy of witnesses who are willing to back up the fact that she disappeared long before Rand took Camelon. Well, we have a saying at home, and it's called witnesses, schmitchnesses. Do you have some names for these witnesses? No, I don't. I imagine it's the court of Andor. Yeah, that sounds like speculation, my lord. Hmm. It's a quote from Egwene, who we can trust as a trustworthy source. She's the Omerlin seat. I'll allow it. Not legally, but... She does carry that name, I suppose. Egwene's not legally the Omerlin seat? That's conjecture. Then why does Godwin serve her if she's not the legitimate? Oh, I have that here in my notes. It's called Ladies Drive This Guy Wild. (laughs) 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 And then uh, as we come back to the Battle of Dumai's Wells, Randall Thor saves this man's life in this battle and all of the rest of the younglings, or they would have surely been murdered by the shadow. Objection. That was not his intention. That was not Randall Thor's intention? To save them? To save the younglings? Yes. Nonetheless, they, they owe their lives to him. I'll allow that. 
Well, Gareth Bryn has probably starved some children to death. So you agree. Yet as Gawain rides away from the battle, he vows that he will kill Randolph Thor, despite owing his life to the man and having absolutely no evidence that Rand has ever done anything wrong. Never did anything wrong except for mass murder. <laughs> is that a note you're taking? Or is oh, it a yeah, fact sorry. That I, was, like to I was just talking out loud. Yeah, that, that's the end of my second point, Your Honor. If you'd like to allow the defense to rebut at this point. Oh, it would be my Thank honor, you for Your giving honor. me permission to allow the defense <laughs> to rebut. My apologies, Your I Honor. Appreciate I appreciate that. I've overstepped. Yes. So it's, uh, it's nice of the prosecution to uh, give me some fair points here, and it's that this guy cannot handle not listening to women. And there's good reason. Egwene, <coughs> or gays, uh, the Armerlin seat, former Armerlin seat, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, all, all of these people come up to him, and he trusts them, right? He trusts these people. He's a trusting guy. Objection, Your Honor, he does not. He's, he, sorry, he does not trust them, or he's not a trusting guy? Both, Your Honor. That will come up in my third point, but I'll allow <laughs> Steve the continue. defense to continue. Well, he's a trusting guy of women, right? So Elida tells him what to do. He does it because she is, by law, the Omerlin seat. But then he listens to some other ladies. He's like, wow, these ladies, they have some good points. I'm going to listen to them. He trusts Elida, you think? At the beginning, yes. Okay. And whenever he goes to get Rand and put him in a box. He's not the one who puts him in the box. But that does happen. Kind so of yeah. sounded like you just inferred he had something to do with putting him in the box. No, I mean, like you could say the entire world has something to do with putting him in the box if you want to say, how did those servants let those people get past, you know? Interesting. Yeah, maybe it's those servants' fault. You're you giving know? me a lot to think about. Yeah, it's it's all, it's it's part of the wheel, you know? There's weaves and threads, all that bullshit. Objection, let's, Your let's Honor. Let's get back on track here, guys. Okay, so the next thing, Rand sucks. He's a genocidal maniac. All right, next. That's a point to what? Objection. Let's hear it. Uh, how? <laughs> how, oh. how is Rand a homicidal maniac? Oh, I said genocidal. genocidal. Uh, Your Honor? Yeah, okay. Rebut that, Steve. Uh, yeah, we witness it at Demise Wells. We witness him just chopping people down. The genocide is is not. That's not a genocide. That's, that's not a genocide. Yeah. Oh, so. I'm sorry. Massacre is the word I should have used. You're right. He he genocides later when he starves entire nations. You're right. I'm sorry. He doesn't do that on purpose. Uh, he actually says they say what should we do and he says uh, figure it out and then he teleports away. That's not murder. That's that is. Oh oh. So because he didn't pull the shower curtain down, you know. That was the point you made earlier, wasn't it? That's a lot different from genocide. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot when entire nations died. That wasn't genocide. Moving on. You were saying that uh, he shouldn't trust people uh, just because he hasn't heard the right thing. Cell phones don't exist. Cell phones don't exist in this world. This is an interesting take. Where are you going with this? Well, I mean, he's supposed to trust the word, right? He's The people who talk to the prince are no, trustworthy people. He's supposed to trust evidence. Yeah, he does. And that's when people say things. And you're saying that we should trust Egwene? People who like heard things that heard things that heard things. Oh, so you're saying that Egwene saw more gays with her own eyes? Yes. No, I don't think that happened. Did it? I don't actually remember. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, and then my next note here is witnesses Schmitzes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, your last point had to do with after Demise Wells, that he vowed to kill Rand. I would too. If I saw Rand rip through people, destroy destruction, and his black tower come in and go boom, boom to the ground and blow everything up, I'd be like, somebody needs to Objection, control this guy. Your honor. Somebody needs to put finished. this guy in a box. Go ahead. The Creathon cycle is widely known, and Gawain himself has probably read it at least a few times, and he would know Objection. that the dragon speculation. Re- I'll allow it. He's an everybody knows royal. Even commoners know the Creathon cycle. Yeah, in sackcloth and ashes Objection. shall they he clothe mud for breakfast. In sackcloth and ashes shall he clothe the people. Weep for your salvation. Oh. Pete, this is exactly what you expect from the Dragon Reborn. Imagine and if you think that putting the Dragon Reborn in a box is a great idea, then you're a dark friend. Imagine the prophecy being like, hey, your life is going to suck and you should beg this genocidal maniac for forgiveness. Yeah. Give me a break. That's fucking wild. You're, you're out of your mind. <laughs> out of your mind. We know for a fact that that's the best thing to do because, again, we've read these books. I listen to them, sir. All right, Zach, would you like to present your third and final piece of evidence here? I would, Your Honor. My third and final piece of evidence is that Gullwin is a spoiled brat who thinks he knows better and is better than everyone else. Objection, speculation. Especially women and the poor. We've already established that he likes women and listens to women. (laughs) That is a great joke, my friend. Oh, is he calling uh, Egwene a man? So, uh, the, uh, immediately <laughs> after Egwene tells him that Rand didn't kill Morghese, he thinks that Egwene's a silly little girl and that she doesn't know what she's talking about. He also thinks that he should have forcibly abducted men from Demise Wells because she's, again, just a silly little girl. And doesn't have the capability of making a decision to hang out with Rand by herself. Which, I mean, we kind of find out later that, you know, she's manipulated by the pattern, so. No, she's there because she wants to be and because she loves Rand. Hmm. That's usually what she uh, is an autonomous person. Sounds like Stockholm Syndrome to me, but sure, go on. Is there any way that you can prove that Min isn't manipulated by Rand's Tavirian powers? I mean, everybody in the world is, but men just like. So you admit that she is. She makes decisions for herself still. Barely. So do other characters who are. She's not forced to do anything. That's not how it works. None of the characters that. Okay. She does nothing against her will. I mean, that's not how Tafirian works. Exactly. Uh, you mean she was <laughs> choked at will? She she wanted that? She willed that? <clears throat> That's irrelevant. Okay. Good you too. guys are just bullshitting right now. This has nothing to do with the case. I know. That's why you, I don't know why you brought it up. <laughs> uh, when he finds out that Egwene has been made Omerlin, he has absolutely no confidence that this is something that Egwene might have done on purpose. He thinks that she's being manipulated. She is. She's not. Yeah, she is by the seats. They think they're manipulating her. They're not. 
Really? So uh, you think those head massages are helping her out? Mm. I mean, that's not what you just said was happening. That's a different thing. It's it's another form of manipulation. I'm talking about manipulation. I'm not talking about the seats. That's not what Gawain thinks is happening either. So it's just like a random thing that you made up. And no, to do no you're trying to say Gawain was manipulated. Well, and she was by having headaches all day. She doesn't know what's going I'm on. I'm saying that Gawain... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think, Zach, that at the beginning, in the very beginning, when Gawain was made Omerlin that she was in complete control of the White Tower as much as uh, an Omerlin seat can be. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. That, like, totally, definitely. That, like, scumbag town in the middle of nowhere, she's got it going on. She knows what she's doing. She does. She kills it. Good choice of words. Okay. Murder. (laughs) You can't defame Egwene without defaming Gawain because... He serves her and thinks she's the shit. Vice versa, Zach. Defame Gawain, you you defame Egwene. She chose him. So uh, moving on, this is my turn to talk. No. Yes, it is. Shut shut up. Sorry. Shut Let's up. get on to perhaps I don't know. the most shut offensive up. part of Gawain's spoiled behavior. Uh once he decides that he needs to abandon the younglings to whatever fate Elida has in store for them, he uh, approaches Gareth Bryn's camp and goes up to the first guard he sees and says, I'm going to train. <laughs> says, I'm going to train. That's a point for Steve. <laughs> yes. And I'm here to uh, talk to Gareth Bryn. Why don't you take the, uh, take me to the general right now? Are you going to read this, the, or are you just going to? Are you going to? I'm just some through? random guy that showed up to your gate, and I want to be taken to your to the top general in the camp like immediately, right now. I just want to point out that this whole thing is whether he is the worst character, and we're about to talk one about the most memorable moments in the entire series. Go ahead. Are you going to read this? Are you going to read this moment? Uh, some of it, yeah. Great. Please continue. Feel free to object to this bullshit. <laughs> so. uh I don't even talk about it every Your time. Your Honor, his his comments are so meaningless. That every I, time I you bring something up, object, it's this. You always break. You're like, remember when Gawain <laughs> killed people? So uh, the sergeant at the gate does his duty. Uh, as a veteran of the United States Air Force, when I was on gate duty. Objection. Is, I don't care what you've done. You have a, no, like, you have no... Like connection to this world, this universe, this book series. No that one cares. That was some clout dropping shit, right there. Like. <laughs> when somebody comes <laughs> up to you, down when somebody chair, comes sir. up to your post and claims to be, uh, you know, like the prince of England or something, then you tell them to get fucked. Or the prince of Andor. <laughs> <laughs> he is the prince. Of he Andor. doesn't offer any proof. He demands to be taken to the journal right away. He won't go see the captain and work his way up to the chain of command. What proof? So when they ask him to do that, he whips out his sword and starts attacking people. Oh, this sounds like proof. <laughs> <laughs> you think? The proof of a fucking maniac. You think fighting people in a war camp is proof that you're a prince? No, I think that uh, Prince Drakon pulling out his sword, which anybody under Andor's command should know that sword. Why? Yeah. It's not a famous sword. It's never remarked about once. Mm-hmm. It's Gawain's sword. He doesn't have a famous sword. Can you describe his sword for me, Steve? Mm-hmm. It's long, pointy, man metal. 
And it's Gawain's. That's what I thought you would say. Zach, please continue. So uh, he grievously wounds two men, slashing at their legs with a fucking sword. Like, Doesn't he mention that they could be healed? I mean, sure, they could be if an Aes Sedai shows up. It takes, uh, how long do you think it takes to bleed out from a, a severed femoral artery, Steve? Uh, I would say like maybe 30 under, seconds. under a minute. Yeah, I mean, how, how confident is he that an Aes Sedai will show up in under a minute? Probably not very, since all of the Aes Sedai that he's come into contact with are bullshitters. Yeah, so he's just murdering guys now, basically, because he had, he can't tell if these guys will ever survive. Right. You, you were saying he shouldn't trust people, and he doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve, you're not defending? You're just, like, saying random bullshit, man. No, I don't. I don't know what you're you're trying to say. So we're talking about whether this guy is the worst character, but you're talking about one of the most memorable scenes that you guys bring up every time you talk about Gawain. So go ahead, please give me a reading. Give me a reading of the thing that you never stop talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so after he uh, brutally assaults these guys just because they happen to be lower class citizens, and he is uh, oppressing the working man. He shouts up with some of the other guards. He says, go and tell your general that a lone blade master just felled a squad of his guards in under 10 heartbeats. I'm an old student of his. He'll want to see me. This is like Mike Tyson, like walking into a local boxing gym and just like assaulting like five guys, not even like challenging them to like uh, a workout. He He just like walks in and starts fucking punching people. He gave them an opportunity. I just beat the shit out of like 10 fucking nobodies. How badass am I? (laughs) He gave them a chance. He did give them an opportunity. He told them who he was. He showed his ID. He didn't just sucker punch. He didn't show an ID. Yes, he did. He did What ID? ID. His sword. This sword? It's not a fucking ID. (laughs) He's got a sword. It's got to be him. (laughs) Throw that out. Get rid of that. Why? Why? Strike that from the record. Okay, I just, you can't describe the sword. Nobody recognizes the sword. Get that the, out of here. Sword is we do or don't ever. trust main characters. Is that is that what's going on here? Do these people not realize he's a main character? No, they don't. So get out of here with that. Well, that's his fault. I'll have none of it. He should have carried ID, I guess. Let's uh let's think let's take a look into Gawain's mind at this moment, actually. I have <laughs> a quote pulled up here. When a man like that sergeant tried to assert his authority, you really only had two options. You could talk your way up through the ranks of the bureaucracy, convincing each soldier each step of the way that you were important, or you could make a disturbance. The second was faster, and the camp obviously had enough eyes to die to heal a few injured soldiers. But as we talked about, there's like a 10%, maybe like a 1% chance that a nice speculation. Where are these numbers coming from? The guy is knowledgeable to all hell. He knows that there's Aes Sedai to heal these motherfuckers. And it does happen, right? It does happen. The thing he thinks we, is going to happen. We don't know. We, we Do don't, we have any idea we how never many Aes Sedai are in this camp? Gareth Brynn doesn't say. Hey. They're all at the center of camp and he's on the very edge. So, I mean, unless they know to travel there, then they're. Like, this guy's going to bleed to death before they get there. I believe there's hundreds of Aes Sedai here. How do they know what to get there? Like Flares. So your argument is that, like, nicking a femoral artery is, like, a, a very quick Yeah, it's under death. a minute, probably. He dead. could chop this guy's fucking leg off. He is a very talented swordsman who... Very precisely... You just... With that quote, you just... 
legitimized what he did. He said, I could either take too long because I think that this is very pressing and I can save the world, or I could stand here like a fart in the wind and waste my fucking time talking to people. But instead, he does the right thing, and that's to chop people up until that's he gets the, how what he is, wants. That's the right thing. That's bullshit. I, I mean, I think it's relative. He's just impatient. There's no rush here. Nothing is like People in are danger. starving. Children are starving. I won't argue against that, but I will say that I think it's reasonable for him to assume that an Aes Sedai will come to heal these people. Well, either way, he put two innocent this men is, through an immense amount of suffering for absolutely no fucking reason other than he was impatient. Absolutely. I have no argument against that. My argument would be that it was right. He needed to get there quickly, and he did. So well, that's ridiculous. Good job. He's a, he did a good job. Good job, Colin. What is your What is your defense against the effectiveness of his tactic, though? He did reach Gareth Brain in several minutes of. Why does that count for anything? <laughs> because of the urgency of his mission. Right. He's a good character because he's he smart. Does, there is no urgency to his mission. There's not. Okay. Like what? There's no reason for him to be in a rush. He's trying to save Egwene's life. I mean, he could have done that like six months ago. Why is he in a rush now? I like that. Because he ran yeah. out of supplies, so he left his own camp. He's been fighting against her forces for like six months. Steve, what is his plan to save Egwene here? He doesn't have one. Just to get to her and take her away. <laughs> He's just rushing in and fucking people up. So it sounds like the urgency didn't really have an effect on the effectiveness of well, his plan. The urgency, Absolutely not. So the younglings at this point were raiding Garrett's... Uh, yeah, exactly. He's been fighting against Egwene for like six months. No, no, no. Oh, that's a good point. He's been trying to survive the best way he knows, and that's to use his sword. But then he to kill Egwene's troops. He was like, "These guys are jabronis, and I'm done trying to steal from Gareth Bryn. I'm going to go to Gareth Bryn's camp." And he's hungry. He probably wanted some hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he goes to Gareth Bryn camp because they're losing? There, the younglings are losing. The younglings. He finds out that Egwene's been captured. Exactly. That's his thing. This. No, it's not. He didn't know that. He's a good person, and he tells us things that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, Zach. (laughs) May I continue? Yes, you may. So, uh, you know what happens from there. The Sean Chan attacked the tower. Egwene is freed. Oh, uh, is that because of Gawain? Not really. Oh, it seems like it seems <laughs> like you went into, you said he was doing this thing to get a Gawain out, uh, get Egwene out. Gawain and, was like there. And then Egwene got out. It was like literally really you like, went into that segue. You were like, uh, he went to get Egwene out and then Egwene got out. It sounds like he's. Zach, who would you say is responsible for Egwene's release? Egwene. Okay, I like that. Go ahead. No, yeah, okay. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he basically just inserts himself in as her bodyguard, even though she hasn't asked him to do this, and it causes a lot of tension. And uh, a lot of Egwene's like intentions are foiled by Gawain just kind of like forcing himself into the situation, which we've established he's very good at at this point. He is very good at ruining things. That is correct. (laughs) Uh, 
He ruins her plan to trap the assassin in the White Tower when he just like barges into her quarters unannounced and sets off all of her traps for the blood knives. It sounds like Egwene isn't very trusting, and she should have been, and told him about that. It sounds that. like uh, he should listen to his fucking boss. Okay, so I, I, I don't understand. You say he shouldn't listen to these people. He should listen to these people. He shouldn't listen to these people. Sometimes it's the same people. I don't understand what you're talking about, Zach. Like, what, like this person won't tell him things, but you're telling me that he should listen to Egwene. He did tell her, or she did tell him things. She told him to stay out of her way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if she had told him the truth, it would have been better. He is. She does. She has no obligation to do that. Ne- neither does he to listen. Well, then uh, he should just get the fuck out of the way, then. What is he doing here if not to serve her? He, what he wants. uh, Can you clarify something for me, Steve? Him, as a man who wants to become a warder, has no obligation to listen to the Omerlin seat? That's the point? Well, he is not working under her currently. He's just trying to get the job. I'm not saying he's doing a great job at, you know, applying himself. Mm -hmm. Because he sucks. Well, it's not his job. Mm-hmm. To do he wants well. it to be okay. I mean, like you shouldn't do work and then say like, "Are you going to hire?" Yeah, I continue, Your Honor. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Pl- please, please proceed. <laughs> <laughs> so the one time that Egwene does need him to protect her is the one time that he's decided to pop back to Andor where he belongs, and. uh she almost dies to the blood knives because of it. And admittedly, he does get back in time and he does save the day. This is probably his most heroic moment in the series. I'll give him that. Thank you. But it's also his downfall because this is where the start of his dumbest decision yet comes from. Ooh. Dumbest decision, eh? He figures out what these rings do. Well, actually, before that even happens, uh, he's in the lane in uh, Camelin talking to Elaine, and Elaine tells him that Morghese is not even dead, and he's like, "I still think Rand did it." I'm gonna kill him someday. I'm gonna fucking murder him. Well, at this point, he has a lot of PTSD, I think, and he's he's struggling mentally. So, well, you know. he should have made better decisions. I mean, he probably has flashbacks to him cutting all those men down. Well, don't murder people. I don't feel bad about that. (laughs) At this point, we only know that he's murdered like two people by his own hands. So he gets these uh, blood knife rings, and he knows that uh, they'll kill him if he uses them. And he knows what that'll do to Egwene. But, you know. How does he know that? He has it explained to him by a bunch of different Sean Chan women. Okay. Yeah, he has a dagger. Uh, from killing a fourth blood knife. Later, he kills three, but from a fourth blood uh, blood knife that he kills, he gets the dagger, and they recognize the dagger, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. So he, he makes the decision to put these rings on and activate them with his own blood, even though he knows that it'll kill him eventually, and he knows what the consequences to Egwene are with his death. Why does he do this? Just because he wants to. Oh, I thought it was to save the fucking world. He thinks so because he's a self-aggrandizing little prick. Oh, you don't but think... But he's really just getting himself killed in an impossible situation. I'm, and uh, I'm just wondering, do you think that killing... Uh, do you think Demon his Dread intentions were to get himself killed? 
No, but the, I mean, he's a fucking dumbass. So, okay. <laughs> So that's where we're getting to anyhow. Uh, he carefully debates this. He knows it's a bad idea. He acknowledges that himself with his own thoughts. But he just goes ahead and does it anyhow because he wants the glory. Him fighting Demon Dread. Yeah. Okay. You think that's challenging about to him? Challenging yes. him to single combat is what you're talking about. Yeah, he wants to be the guy that took down Demon Dread. Hmm. I mean, this goes back to this thing with Rand. Like, who the fuck does this guy think he is that he can just, like, stab channelers? Like, what right does he have to think that he can beat the greatest swordsman in the history of the world who can also channel the one power at a level? You think that a warder that's using the power of Nightshade shouldn't try and fight the person who's killing everybody he knows on a on a muddy black battlefield? Is he in possession of any magical items that prevent him from being touched with the one power? No. Ballsy move. It he ballsy. has a job at this point. He is the warder to the Omerlin seat. His only duty in the entire world is to protect Egwene and keep her from getting killed. And he, he abandons that doing. duty in the middle of the biggest battle in the history of mankind so he can go and chase some glory. I think he thinks he's protecting Egwene at this point. He really th- he well, That really directly does. contradicts his own thoughts. Can you give me some evidence that enforces that? You promised, he thought to himself. You said you were willing to stand in her shadow. That didn't mean he had to stop doing important work, did it? He he fished in his pouch and took out a ring of the blood knives. He put it on, and immediately his strength returned, his exhaustion fleeing. Am I not talking into the mic enough? I'll just start over. You promised, he thought to himself. You said you were willing to stand in her shadow. That didn't mean he had to stop doing important work, did it? He finished. He fished in his pouch and took out the ring of the blood knives. He put it on and immediately his strength returned, his exhaustion fleeing. He hesitated, then took out the other rings and slipped them on as well. So this is him admitting to himself that his duty to protect the Omerlin and this urge to go fight Demon Dread are two separate things, and he is choosing the fight with Demon Dread over his duty. It sounds like he, it was a promise to Egwene and not about his duty. It was just like more like a relationship kind of thing. You know? uh, I don't think that's what it was, Steve. It, I mean, it sounded like he made a promise that was like outside of his duty, which is so okay. People can do that. With this decision, he dooms not only Egwene, but Gareth, Brandon, Swan, Sanche as well, because after he leaves... Uh, Egwene notices his absence and says somebody has to go find him. Gareth Brynn volunteers for this detail, separates himself from Swan and direct contradiction of men's foretelling, and they end up dying immediately, like right after that. Wow. So you're saying that Gawain could have prevented the the will of the wheel? Yeah, if he would have just done his fucking job and not uh, given Bran a reason to go looking after him. I, I have to disagree here. Anything that happens is fate. I, I just like... Nobody has any consequences for anything. Everything just happens, man. No, well, I mean, it kind of does. I mean, you know, <laughs> Rand annihilates a bunch of people by starving them to death. He goes and fights somebody even though he promised he wouldn't. But really what happens is the future. And really, what happens is that he goes and fights Demon Dread. 
So, uh, he's fighting this guy and, uh, demon dread starts throwing rocks at him and Godwin's <laughs> like, you're cheating. <laughs> and no <laughs> objection. Objection. At no point does he say you're cheating. He does. It's a literally a quote. Let's oh my God. Let's fucking hear it. <laughs> I don't have it actually pulled up, but it's just your cheating is the quote. Oh, really? Yeah. He actually says that. Oh, shit. That's fucking sorry, Steve. I'm going to have to look at that. <laughs> I'll pull it up and read it myself. <laughs> Gawain. Like, where do you fuck? What do you think is happening right now, bro? You think you're in like a fucking fencing match at college? So Demon Dread just like has no respect for Gawain, rightfully so, and uh, closes his eyes and fights the, uh, Gawain with his eyes closed. Objection. And then, if he had no respect for him, he wouldn't have fought him. He would have just killed him with the one power or the just the power. I don't care what you think he would have done. We know what he did. So, <laughs> so literally somebody who could have just ripped him in half or sent him to a different dimension actually had the time to take his sword out and do battle with him. Yes, we watched that happen. That is what happened. Great. So I just want to make sure that you were saying he respected him enough to do one-on-one battle with him. Well, he thought it might be a challenge, but it wasn't. Hmm. That's nice of him to have respect for (laughs) Prince Gollum. Please continue, Zach. So Demon Dread closes his eyes while he's fighting him like he's like a little fucking kid and just like kills him like a bitch. Uh, like he's not even, he's like, I objection. That's not what happened. He wounds him gravely and Gawain escapes. Doesn't, he doesn't kill him. I mean, he dies from that. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he doesn't kill him right then and there. He kills him. Gawain wounds demon dread. No, no. Demon dread mortally wounds him. That's killing him. That's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gawain is, uh, wounded. I believe it's in the side. Uh, he stabs him like right through the middle of the chest, I think. Great. And he uh, escapes on horseback. While bleeding to death. Yeah. I just want to make sure that he did not die right there in front of the man. He was killed there, yes. No, he leaves. What do you mean he was killed there if he leaves, Zach? He dies soon after? It doesn't matter like where he like finally dies. Like As soon as the mortal blow is struck is when he's been killed. Does he die? From this mortal wound? Yes. yes. That's the definition of mortal wound. But I just want well, to I've, make sure that you the, could receive a I mortal wound. I just want to make sure the be, jury knows that he didn't kill him just right then and there, the way that Demon Dread did, you know, the way he was just executed. It wasn't the same. So then his pointless death absolutely devastates Egwene, one of the most important leaders in the world, in the middle of a crucial battle for the fate of humanity. And she has to be carried away from the field of battle to recover in Mayen. How, how many people do you think died because the most powerful channeler on the side of the light was taken out of commission for hours during the last battle? Thousands. Tens of thousands, maybe. Wow. Wow. That word or bond, huh? Yeah. It's a bitch. That's why he wasn't supposed to do that. Hmm. That's why he's supposed to stay by her side and defend her. Stand by your man. So I wonder if she would have uh, used the one power and saved the world later if these circumstances hadn't, your ha- Honor. hadn't happened. You know, because Demon Dread was using 
What is it called? Uh, we're not here to talk about Bale what might have happened. Right? We're here let, to talk let, let, about no, what no, no, did happen. We're talking happen. about what did happen. Let exactly. So Balefire was used and it was taking the weaves or, or breaking shit. And then Egwene realized that she had to fucking undo that shit. And none of that would have fucking happened if Gawain had did what he did. Can you prove that? In a court of law. Yeah, because it did happen. It's the fucking shit happened. Hold That's up. What happened. So you're saying that because Gowan died, she got so fired up that she was capable of producing that weave that healed. She talks about it. She could have done that anyhow. She talks about it while she's doing it. She's like, man, this is still fucking firm me up. You have no proof that she couldn't have done that without Gawain being dead. She might not have made that decision unless she was fired up. She might have done it even better because she was trying to protect him while he was still alive. Speculation. That's what you're doing. No, you're saying maybe. I'm saying what did happen. You're saying that she wouldn't have been able to do it. That's speculation. No, I'm saying what happened was she said out loud, I'm still fired up from this. Do you have a quote? She for said that? fired she up. She said I'm still fired up. <laughs> I read it earlier and I don't have it highlighted for you. I can I can give it to you later. Objection. Uh, that, throw that out. No, I, I don't think we should that's throw that out. Fl- flim flam flimsy shit. No, it isn't. I read it. I'd like to maybe see that in a Twitter thread later. I will provide it. Sorry that I didn't highlight that. For I rest you, my, my case, Your Honor. My evidence is done. Great. Now that that wind has passed, may I uh, defend my client? And we're reconvening with Steve making his presentation for Galantricand. Is that okay if I talk now, Zach? By all means. It's not up to him. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor for giving me this opportunity to stand before you and defend You're most welcome. Gawain I appreciate that respect. So I don't want to waste anybody's time. So how about we talk about the first time that we meet Gawain? A stand-up citizen, Andorman, prince. Okay. So from the eye of the world, Rand, being the idiot sheep herder that he is, climbs a wall, not knowing which wall it is, in Camelon, so that he can see... Basically a madman. Good reason to climb a wall that's not yours. Trespassing. Anyways, he falls down, and he falls down at the feet of two people. Elaine and Gawain Trakan. He's talking to them. Explains uh, who he is. He's a little bit hesitant. Doesn't really tell them who he is because he's scared to. Because he's a liar. Pants on fire. But they notice that uh, some people are coming to uh, fuck him up. And they want to defend him because he's Elaine's guest. Elaine is a little, you know, a little hot on him too. I mean, who wouldn't? Redhead. It just fell into my garden. Tall. Yeah. I'm going to look at this guy. Mm -hmm. Colin knows it too. So they come up and uh, they rush them really fast uh, after Galad comes up and says some shit. The castle guards rush them. Yeah, sorry. Let me, uh, let me pull my bookmark up here. Take your time. Thank you. Zach, is there anything you would like to interject at this point? Uh, please don't. <laughs> so these soldiers rush up on him. They're uh, pointing bows directly at Rand because he is an intruder, trespasser. Elaine and Gawain leaped as one, putting themselves between him and the arrows. Their arms spread to cover him, which is Rand. He stood very still and kept his hands in plain sight, away from his sword. 
That was Rand, by the way. So they're pointing shit at him. He's a little bit worried, but don't worry. You have the Trakans defending you. The man with the office is not seen the most perplexed of all. My lady, forgive me, but Lord Gal... <laughs> Fucking autocorrect. <laughs> it says Galadrid? Is that his name? Galadrid, yeah. Oh, his name isn't Galad? It's Galadrid? Galad is like shortened. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a terrible name. Sorry. <laughs> My lady, forgive me, but Lord Galadrid reported a dirty peasant skulking in the gardens. Armed and endangering my lady Elaine and my lord Gawain. His eyes went to Rand, and his voice firmed. If my lady and my lord please to step aside, I will take the villain into custody. There's too much riffraff in the city these days. So basically, we have uh, Elaine and Gawain defending the savior of the world. That seems righteous to me, right? This man would have been thrown into prison, maybe put to death for trespassing upon these grounds. So, this random guy that he owes nothing to falls into his garden, and he stands up for him? Yes, he does. Hmm. So, the next thing. Tavirin. Elaine. I doubt very much if Galad reported anything of the kind, Elaine said. Galad does not lie. Sometimes I wish he would, Gawain said softly. For Rand's ear. He was talking to Rand. Gawain said softly for Rand's ear. Just once, it might make living with him easier. So Gawain empathizes here with Rand. Knows that he's in dire straits. And also knows that Galad is a dumbass. Objection, your honor. Let's hear it. Galad is not a dumbass. Mm. He's better than Gawain. In this instance, how so? Just overall. Speculation. It's a pretty weak argument. That's all you got. Oh well, I'm going to keep just, reading. No, no, no Zach has a pretty weak argument. Oh, He's just better. That's all you. This got. This is a very unfair judgment that Galad or Gawain makes of Galad here. Uh, this is a guy that Gawain admits five minutes ago has saved his life twice. Okay. So here we have Gawain bailing out his sister. You know the future queen of Antor. Elaine stared back at Talonvor. For one, she seemed at a loss. Rand looked a question at Gawain, and Gawain understood. He understood Rand. I just want to make that clear to the to the jury here that Gawain understood Rand. Prison? Into he murmured. Prison? He murmured. Rand's face went white, and the young man added quickly, "Only for a few days, and you will not be harmed. You'll be questioned by Gareth Bryn, the Captain General, personally." but you will be set free once it's clear you meant no harm. He paused, hidden thoughts in his eyes. I hope you were telling the truth, Randall Thor, from the two rivers. You will conduct all three of us to my mother, Elaine announced suddenly. A grin uh, bloomed on Gawain's face. So we have here a very smart man who's working with his very smart sister to save Rand, the savior of the world. At this point, we know that Rand is the savior of the world, and because of Gawain, he doesn't go to jail and rot. That's pretty cool. Talon, For two days. Talonvor is the leader. Two days of because of what Gawain said. Because that, of what actually happened. Ta- Talonvor is the leader of the guards here. Yes. Yes. You, you said yourself he is trespassing. Yeah, and Gawain's trying to get him out of it. Thank you, Gawain. 
So they're succeeding before another guard rolls in and says they have to go see the queen. And right now, they pass through the gardens and Elaine wishes that the people didn't have uh, enough to eat. So so basically, they're passing through the garden and they notice that all these flowers are colorful. Some of them are like green, roses that are green. And Rand's like, what's this crazy shit? And Elaine's just like, yeah, our people are starving while we have fancy flowers. I'm sorry, who is it that uh, defends the queen here? I think it's Gareth Bryn, right? Do you think that any of those children out there are starving? Do you think it's just, do you think it's just adults that are starving? No. It's probably children, I th- too. I think it probably is. I think that may have something to do with Gareth Bryn. But anyways. Your I'll, Honor, that has nothing to do with I'll, I'll, I'll continue. Okay. Queen, uh, erroneous. they go into the room, and uh, Rand looks at Gawain so that he knows what to do. They take a knee, they touch their sword, this and that. And the queen, they're talking to him, and he goes, and she says to him, oh, so we have somebody here with a Heronmark sword from the two rivers? Everybody backs up. They're like, holy fucking shit, what's going on? What a great scene. And Gawain, you know what Gawain does? He stands in between Rand and Elaine to protect his sister, to protect somebody he loves from who is this man? I don't know this man. All he knows is that he seems like a good and or man. And he's right. Don't you agree? Don't you agree that Rand is a good and or man? But he still defends his sister from this madman, this madman who commits genocide later. Do you think Rand considers himself an Andorian? Objection, Your Honor. Yes, he does. He says he's from the two rivers, doesn't he? Do you think the two rivers folk consider themselves Andorian? Yes. Of course, yes. Zach, your objection? Steve is flip-flopping really hard back and forth between Rand being the dragon reborn savior of mankind and an evil ruffian who's threatening to kill Elaine. It can be both. I've taken note of that several times. I don't understand why you think that just because somebody does something wrong, that that makes their character entirely bad. That's a valid point. Because they do nothing to redeem themselves. I tend to disagree, and I have proof of that. Let us hear it. (laughs) Present. Yeah, write it down, Steve. I have to take notes for the fucking pod. Anyway, so I'm going to read to you uh, what happens whenever they realize that Rand has a Heronmark sword that he doesn't deserve at this point. I just want to point that out. He doesn't deserve this. Those last few words acted on the chamber as if she had announced the Dark One, <laughs> which she kind of did, right? I mean, Rand's pretty close to the Dark One. Anyways, continuing. Leather and metal creak behind Rand, boots scuffling on the marble tops. Another one. From the corner on of his eye, he could see Talonvor and another of the guardsmen backing away from him to gain room. Hands on their swords, prepared to draw, and from their faces, prepared to die. In two quick strides, Gareth Bryn was at the front of the dais, between Rand and the queen. Even Gawain put himself in front of Elaine, a worried look on his face <coughs> and a hand on his dagger. Elaine herself looked at him as if she were seeing him for the first time. Orgaze did not change expression, but her hands tightened on the gilded arms of her throne. So what we have here is a young man defending his sister from what seems to be a person who doesn't deserve to hold a hairmark sword, which he doesn't. Would you say this is his duty to defend his sister? Is this his sole purpose, his birthright? It is, uh, you mean it's also it's the, the first, first and last time he does it. Uh, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure about that unless you have proof, but <laughs> I think he's presented several uh, pieces of evidence that exactly. All right. So moving on after all this shim sham or whatever, they all uh, leave here. If I had told mother, I think you are handsome. She certainly would have locked you in a cell. Elaine favored him with a dazzling smile. Very well, Randall Thor. Gaping, he watched her go, a younger version of Morgaze's beauty and majesty. Do not try to bandy words with her, Gawain laughed. She will win every time. Rand nodded absently. <clears throat> absently. This guy's absent in his mind. Go figure. Handsome. Light, the daughter, heir to the throne of Andor. He gave himself a shake to clear his head. Gawain seemed to be waiting for something. Rand looked at him for a moment. My lord, when I told you I was from the two rivers, you were surprised. And everybody else, your mother, Lord Gareth, Elida Sedai, a shiver ran down his back. None of them. He could not finish it. He was not even sure why he started. <laughs> this madman, he can't even keep a clear thought. I am Tam Althor's son, even if I was not born in the two rivers. Gawain nodded as if it were, if it was for this he had been waiting. Still, he hesitated. Rand opened his mouth to take back the unspoken question, and Gawain said, Wrap a shufa around your head, Rand, and you would be the image of an Aeolman. Odd, since Mother seems to think you sound like a Two Rivers man at least. I wish we could have come to know each other. I'm sorry, I'll say that again, because that wasn't correct. I wish we could have come to know one another, Randall Thor. Fare you well. An Aeolman. Rand stood watching Gawain's retreating back until an impatient cough from Talonvor reminded him where he was. He ducked through the sally port, barely clearing his heels before Talonvor slammed it behind him. The bars inside were jammed into place loudly. Get the fuck out, is what they were saying to Rand. But we have a man who actually knew what Rand was from the moment he met him. An Ioman. And he also knew that he should marry his sister. I didn't read that part, but he had suggested that he should marry his sister. Do you think that was because Rand is, uh, help me out here, your honor. Taviran? Taviran. That's a big reading. <clears throat> it was. What is the bullet point you want me to take away from that? Uh, I just, a good question, your honor. I just want you to realize that Gawain defended Rand because he realized he was a good Andorman. I mean, what else do you need? But he's also accusing him of, of being an Aeolman. Oh, I mean, that's a bit racist, Your Honor. Are you, are you saying that being an Aeolman is... What? Well, the, the two are accusing not... Accusing him? The, the two are not uh, related to each other. He's all a, he he's says an is that... and an Andorman? All he says is that he knows what's what because he is the prince and he's been trained. That he looks like an Aeolman, and he basically thinks that he could be. But hey, he said he's from the Two Rivers, and he sounds like it. He listened to his mother. His mother more gays. Huh. Okay. I also want to point out that this is kind of sad. Maybe we could step back from this squabble that we're having. But this is sad because he says, I wish that we would have learned from one another or learned of each other. Not that, like, I wish I would have learned who you were, Rand. He says, I wish you would have learned who I was too and that's sad because Rand never does that because Rand's too busy being a fucking crazy motherfucker committing genocide objection your honor let's hear it Rand invited uh, Gawain to the Sun Palace and uh, Gawain turned him down they could have hung out they could have been friends 
Godwin didn't want it. When he, when he, when when is this? When are we talking about? I think this is like uh, the fourth, maybe fifth book. So pretty far after the point in time Steve's talking about right here. Yes. Okay. Is this before or after Rain might have killed War Games? After. Thank you. So I just want to move on to my next point if I can. Is that okay? Is yeah, that okay with let's, you? Let's okay. Proceed. So so right now we have somebody who is a great swordsman. We've learned that. He's fought uh Matram Cawthon, which we know is another savior of the world. Kudos to him for giving up a valiant fight. What, what, what was the outcome of the Matram Cawthon battle? Oh, Matram Cawthon won. Hmm. Would you think that anything different would have happened? I couldn't comment on that. Well, I, I just don't understand how that is a good point against him being the worst character because right now we have maybe what you guys actually consider your favorite character in the series. If I may, Your Honor. Go ahead. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, you want to answer him? <laughs> <laughs> Zach, please proceed. Uh, the reason that this is uh, silly for Gawain is because he underestimates Matt for being a poor farmer because he's a classist dick. And that's why he gets served on the practice yard. Uh, I would like some evidence of that, of him being classist. I've already presented that. I think that at this point he thinks he's weak because he knows that he's been healing inside the White Tower. Wouldn't you think that you're going to beat up on somebody who just got out of the hospital? Why would you want to fight somebody who just got out of the hospital? Matrim because you're challenged uh, him for money. A fucking rich bully. Hmm. If he's so rich, then why did uh, Gawain and Galad refuse to do the bout for money? That doesn't make sense. They didn't want to fight him. They didn't want to fight him for money. He asked for money, and they said, we're not going to do that for money. If I remember correctly, it did take their warder teacher, teacher's encouragement to get them to fight. And he, money. He put up his purse, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Let's just even go further to represent how little respect they have for Matt. But because he's of the common class. So two princes uh, didn't gamble to beat up somebody who just got out of the hospital. I see how that makes them higher men. Let's uh, let's move on from this. I feel like we've sure, made our sure, points. Sure, sure, sure. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I want to move on to Gawain being some of the best fights that I've read in this entire series. Sword fights, that is. And I'm going to read probably the one that resonates the most with me. And that's when he fights Nyilman. Not Rand, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to think that he fought Rand. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different Nyilman. A Shido. Is he racist against all Iowan then? No, no, sir. <laughs> Three Katansora clad figures dodged through the horsemen, rushing at him with spears ready. Perhaps they sought him easy meat. Three on one. He disabused them. His sword left the scabbard smoothly, as smoothly as he flowed from the falcon stoops the creeper embraces the oak to the moon rises over the lakes. Three times he felt the shock in his wrists of blade-meeting flesh, and that quickly three veiled Iomen were down, two still moving weakly. But they were out of the fight as much as the other. The next to confront him was a different matter, 
a lean fellow, overtopping Gawain by a hand. He moved like a snake, smear, excuse me, spear flickering while his buckler darted and slanted to deflect sword strokes with a force Gawain could feel to his shoulders. The wood grouse dances became folding the air, became the courtier taps his fan. And the eye eel man met each of them at the cost of a slash along his ribs, while Gawain took a gash on his thigh that only a quick twist kept from being a stab clean through. They circled one another, oblivious to whatever happened around them. Blood ooze hot down Gawain's leg. The Aiel men fainted, hoping that the draw hoping to draw him off. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm just very passionate at this moment. <laughs> the Aiel men fainted, hoping to draw him off balance. Fainted again. Gawain shifted from stance to stance, sword now high, now low, hoping the man would extend one of those half thrusts just a little too far. In the end, it was chance that decided matters. Dayoman abruptly stumbled a step, and Gawain ran him through the heart before he even saw the horse that had backed into the man. Once he would have felt regret, he had grown up believing that if two men must fight, the duel should proceed honorably and cleanly. More than half a year of battles and skirmishes had taught him better. He put a foot on the Ayoman's chest and wrenched his blade free. Ungolent, but fast, and in battle, slow was often dead. That was pretty fun, right? You, like, did you like that? I like that. That was a pretty cool character moment for me. Uh, my gosh, a beautiful reading. Um, an awesome fight scene. So, what is your point with it? Where it can I extrapolate here? Yes, please, please do. Where are you, Your Honor? Please don't make the gentleman's case for him. Oh, I'm sorry. Did he just interrupt you? <laughs> He's probably right. I guess. Like, oh, so objection! What? What? <laughs> speculation that he's probably right. What are you saying with this beautiful reading? I'm saying Why? That, I'm saying that this is a beautiful character moment. A, a moment that we haven't really had yet with this character, where he kills people. I mean, like we know that he has done this. It was off camera quote uh off camera but now we get something in the pages and it was fucking awesome and we got it at the beginning of a crown of swords this is a fucking awesome thing yeah thank you thank you your honor that's really nice of you to say (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna close that book i'm gonna open up a different book do you just want to keep going, Steve? Oh, absolutely, Your Honor. <laughs> so I was just talking about a really cool sword fight. Let me talk about another one. It's when he fights the blood knives. Get more help, Gawain said. Go! Dark skin Mazone turned to obey while Kalark, looking determined, leaped into the fight. The blood knives shifted and undulated. Gawain managed to slip into cat on hot sand to test them, but each strike hit only air. His eyes were already hurting from trying to follow the figures. Kellark attacked from behind, but was an ineffective as but was as ineffective as Gawain. Gawain gritted his teeth, fighting with his back against the bed. He had to keep them away from Egwene, long enough for her I'm sorry, long enough for help to come, if he could. Both figures twisted suddenly, striking in tandem at Kellark. 
The man barely had time to curse before a sword took him in the neck, and bright blood spurted out. Gawain yelled again, falling into lizard in the thorn bush, striking at the backs of the assassins. Again, his attacks missed. It seemed he was off by only a few hairs. Kellark stumbled to the floor with a gurgle, his blood reflecting lantern light, and Gawain couldn't step forward to defend him, not without exposing Egwene. One of the assassins turned back to Gawain, while the other beheaded Kellark with a slash that, despite the shadows, looked a lot like the river undercuts the bank. Gawain stepped back, trying to keep his eyes off the fallen man. Defend. He only had to defend until help came. He edged to the side. The Shanshan were wary. They knew he'd fought one of them off before, but they had such a strong advantage. Gawain wasn't certain he could stand against two of them. Yes, you will, he told himself sternly. If you fall, Egwene dies. Was that a flicker of movement from the other room? Could help have come? Gawain felt a surge of hope and edged to the side. From there, he could see Mazone's body on the floor, bleeding. A third shadow figure glided into the room and shut the door behind, locking it. That was why the other two had been hesitating. They'd wanted to wait until their ally arrived. The three of them attacked together. Wow. That's fucking gnarly. Damn, that's hard, huh? This is one of my favorite scenes in the in yeah, this is this is a great sword fight. This is amazing. Great pull, Steve. Thank you. Um Your Honor. So at <laughs> at at this point, does he have a ring? No. No, Your Honor, he does not. So he gets all three of his rings from this fight. He does. But he's killed one of these blood knives before, right? No. Oh. No, he's only wounded them and taken their dagger. Uh, okay. Gareth Brynn killed the other one. Okay. That's cool how he got to fight with his dad. I mean, I'm sorry, his teacher. So I can finish this fight if you'd like to hear, Your Honor. Proceed. Thank you. Gawain fought for his life against three living shadows of darkness and steel. They pressed him to the utmost of his ability, leaving him bloodied half a dozen times over arms and legs. He used the cyclone rages, and it defended his vitals, barely. Drops of his blood stained the gauze draping Egwene's bed. If his opponents had already killed Egwene, then they made a good show of continuing to threaten her. He was growing weak and tired. His boots left bloody prints when he stepped. He couldn't feel the pain. His parries were becoming sluggish. They'd have him in another moment or two. No help came, although his voice was hoarse from yelling. Fool, he thought. You need to spend more time thinking and less time running straight into danger. He should have alerted the entire tower. Yeah. Good, good point. The only reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't say that, Garwin. <laughs> Let me be the hero. <laughs> Objection. Always gotta be the My hero. My own words shouldn't be used against me. <laughs> Garwin's own words shouldn't be used against him. I'm going to continue, Your Honor, if that's fair. Please do. He can't plead the fifth. The only reason he was alive was because the three were being careful, wearing him down. Once he fell, the Soldom had indicated they would go on a rampage through the White Tower. It would take the Aes Sedai completely by surprise. This night could be a disaster greater than the original Shan Chan strike had been. The three moved forward. No, Gawain thought as one of them tried the river undercuts the bank. He leaped forward, dodging between two blades, swinging his weapon 
Amazingly, he actually struck, and a voice cried out in the room. Blood sprayed across the ground, one shadowy form falling. The two others muttered curses, and all pretense of wearing him down vanished. They struck at him, weapons flashing amid dark mist. Exhausted, Gawain took another hit on the shoulder, blood trickling down his arm beneath his coat. Shadows. How could a man be expected to fight against shadows? It was impossible. Where there is light, there must be shadow. At a last, desperate thought occurred to him. With a cry, he leaped to the side and yanked a pillow from Egwene's bed. Blades cut the air around him and he spun and slammed the pillow on the lantern, smothering it. Plunging the room into darkness, no light, no shadows, equality. The darkness evened out everything and in the night you couldn't see color. He couldn't see the blood on his arms, couldn't see the black shadows of his enemies or the, or the whiteness of Egwene's bed, but he could hear the men move. He raised his blade for a desperate strike, using hummingbird kisses the honey rose, predicting where the blood, blood knives would be. I'm sorry. Predicting where the blood knives would move. He was no longer distracted by their misted figures, and his strike hit true, sinking into flesh. He twisted, yanking his blade free. The room fell silent, save for the fall of the man he'd hit. Gawain held his breath, heartbeat thumping in his ears. Where was the last assassin? No light came in from the room next door. Kellark had fallen beside the doorway, blocking the light underneath. Gawain was feeling shaky now. He lost too much blood. If he had something to throw to create a distraction, but no. Moving would rustle clothing, would give him away. So, gritting his teeth, he tapped his foot and raised his blade to protect his neck, praying to the light that the attack came low. It did. Cut deeply into his side. He took it with a grunt but immediately lashed out with all he had. His sword hissed, and with a brief tug, it sliced true. A thump followed, a decapitated head bouncing off the wall, followed by the noise of corpse hitting the ground. Gawain slept against the bed, blood gushing from his side. He was blacking out, although it was hard to tell in the unlit room. He reached for where he remembered Egwene's hand being, but was too weak to find it. He hit the floor a moment later. His last thought was that he still didn't know whether or not she was dead. Again, a beautiful reading, Steve. May I make a rebuttal? I, well, can I first say... He I wants to rebuttal that. I have That's to, what he wants to do. He wants to rebuttal that. Let me make some points here. Thank I, you, Your Honor. <laughs> Let him rebuttal first, Your Honor. He has to try. Let him try. I'm... I'd like to make some points. <laughs> How many more of these readings do you have? I have one more, but it has nothing to do with fights. Is it 10 minutes long? No, neither has any of my readings. These are wonderful. I'm struggling to find... Why he's the, the worst character. The yeah, I agree. No, I'm struggling to find the argument in them. That this is one of the best sword fights in the entire series? It is, but I'd rather you I'd rather hear you argue why it's one of the best sword fights than you just read four minutes of you know, I'm just whatever. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I'm really trying to convince you, Your Honor, I with all respect. I'm trying to convince the jury that this is not the worst character in the entire series. And I, I can't believe you would think that after listening 
to that reading, after listening to that fight, after listening to a man that can't stop thinking about the woman he's trying to defend this with his life. He fights three people who have beheaded men in front of him who are blocking all the light from under the door. So I'd like a little more of that. You asked for it, Your Honor, and I gave it. <laughs> that's those are the sort of that's that's what I'm trying to get to here is what 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 is the point of this long reading that you have just read? So right now we have a man that is true to his word, who protects women that he loves, and who is fucking badass. I mean, like, what do you want more in a character? Do you do you want somebody who ignores the women that he loves or the people that he loves? Do you want somebody who's bad at fighting? Is that what you want on the page? Do you want somebody who, like, I don't know, fucking one-handed Rand, fighting his dad, having good memories? Like, we have somebody here who's actually fighting to the death. One of the best fights in the entire series. And you're going to say that this man is the worst character? Your Honor, in 14 if books? I may, everybody has fights. Everybody? With all the children that Gareth Brynn starved to death? Could, could, could you give me uh, maybe an example or two of some fights of that you know, epic proportion? That's pretty badass. Man. Every single one of Rand's fights? Every single one of Lance's fights? Of his fights. sword fights? Uh, yeah. Fighting three blood knives at the same time? Yeah. Rand fights a gray man or two, huh? But Brand fights Baltimore in the sky above FOMA. I mean... Oh, what's that city where there's no magic? Uh, Faldara. No, not Faldara. Fuck, I can't remember the name either. Let me uh, look it up. Hmm. I was just trying to prove that everybody doesn't know what they're talking about. No, that's not what I'm trying to prove. I just want to say... Whenever- Farmatting. Farmatting. So they're in Farmatting, right? And a Swordmaster shows up. Remember when Rand fought him? Of course you don't, because he didn't. No, that's a great scene. He fights the... Yeah, he fights a bunch of Ashman. Those, Ashman, those are pretty yeah. cool fights. He doesn't fight the Swordmaster that shows up with uh, Pun on Fane. He fights Pun on Fane. Well, yes, he starts he fighting that guy, I guess. And he leaves because... Land fights Land that fights guy. Him. Why is that? Like, I'm just yeah, saying. What I'm I mean, saying well, is no, everybody tr- has a cool fight. Not as cool as this. Lots of people do. This is like one of the Perrin coolest fights in the entire series. has cooler fights in this. Matt Perrin's my favorite character in the this. series. And yes, he does have better fights than Gawain. Gada. Like, what, <laughs> what are you trying to talk about here? Are you, are you trying to... Oh, okay, so maybe this trial should have been, is Gawain better than Perrin? No, I don't think that, Your Honor. So, we're getting a little off topic again here. I love, the, I love this blood knife fight. I love... Okay, we have some cool rings we got from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my point so far has been that this man defends those he loves, even if it is just a citizen of his own nation. Even when it's if, convenient even, for his own glory. Even if he looks like an Ioman, which is not a Vandor. But he's also having some of the best sword fights, the most memorable sword fights in the series. Re- my opponent even read one of them and to this, us. And this makes him good. A, a good character, yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So, we've already had Good the, to read, yes. a good character. Good character, something that I talk about, something that we talk about for hours. May right. I interject? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. I would argue that Robert Jordan does not write bad characters, but that doesn't mean there's not a worse character in Wheel of Time. Savannah. Let's let's extrapolate into that, because I'd like to hear... I really don't want to talk about Savannah, because <laughs> she's 
nowhere near to, as cool. You don't have to talk she's, about Savannah. She's nowhere like, near can, as good as Gawain. Can we talk about some other non-dark friends that you can like point out that you think are worse than Gawain? Like Zach said himself that Savannah isn't a dark friend. She just once ran yeah, to yeah, control yeah. things. I said non-dark friends. So people like Savannah, Gawain. Elida. Elida. Mm-hmm. Those are all more entertaining characters than Gawain. No, I, I, Savannah is not more entertaining, and Elida is cringe. Elaine is cringe. And furthermore, even if they were, may I also make the point that even if the moment I met her, excuse me, (laughs) excuse, (laughs) go ahead, Zach. Uh, may I also make the point that even if other characters are momentarily even as bad as Gawain. That they are uh, there and gone in the blink of an eye, whereas Godwin sticks around for 14 books. A stick up your ass. He is not in 14 books. He's beginning to end, huh? Yeah, he shows up in the first book and dies in the last one. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't in all of them. He was pretty much. Matt wasn't in all of them. Let's hear Steve's next point. So my next point is to contradict what Zach said, is that even though uh, he makes mistakes that he doesn't learn from them. Of course he does. He's a man. And he's a true man. He's a true and woman. He's a child. He's not. A man child? Would you Would you see that? No. A man child, yeah. I would, a, a man let, if I you would, will. I would never say that. Oh, so I, I just want to point out that manlets are sword masters now. Okay. So uh, Zachary spoiled what happens. He tries to assassinate Demondred. He fails. It wasn't the wisest decision. It cost him his life. But Galad finds him on the battlefield. Brother and brother. Or half-brother and half-brother. And Galad goes up to him and he's holding him in his arms. And Gawain says, Demondred. Gawain whispered, I tried to kill him, but I wasn't good enough. I've never been quite good enough. Claude found himself in a very cold place. He had seen men die. He had lost friends. This hurt more. Light but it did. He had loved his brother, loved him deeply, and Gawain, unlike Elaine, had returned the sentiment. I will bring you safety, Gawain, Claude said, picking him up, shocked to find tears in his eyes. I will not be left without a brother. Gawain coughed. You won't be. You have another brother, Galad, one you do not know, a son of Tigrain, Tigrain, who went into the waste, son of a maiden, born on Dragon Mount. Oh, light! Don't hate him, Galad, Gawain whispered. I always hated him, but I stopped. I stopped. Gawain's eyes stopped moving. Galad felt for a pulse, then set back. Looking down at his dead brother, the bandage Gawain had made for himself at his side seeped blood onto the dry ground below, which hungrily soaked it up. Objection, Your Honor. Let's hear it. That is a great Galad moment, not a great Gawain moment. Hmm. It's weird because Gawain spoke the whole time, pretty much. It was from Galad's point of view. So the experience was so the, all his. The first quote that I made tonight was from Rand's point of view. Let's rewind a little bit. I mean, you the, wanna- the reader in this moment is empathizing with Galad, not Gawain. 
That is like ridiculous. The next thing it says is Gulliver moved up to him, helping Alhanra, whose blackened face and burned clothing smelled of smoke from the lightning strike. Take the wounded to safety, Gulliver, Galad said, standing. He reached up and felt the medallion at his neck. Take all of the men and go. No, there's one more paragraph. And you, Lord Captain Commander, Gulliver asked, I will not, I will do what needs to be done, Galad said, cold inside, cold as winter steel. I will bring light to the shadow. I will bring Justin justice to the forsaken. So it it ended there. Yes, that was you a glod, illustrate my point. Yeah, it was a glod POV. But like, it, like how many POVs does Gawain have? Like, you, you can't just say that because it wasn't a Gawain POV that it doesn't back up Gawain. He realized that he made a mistake, and he told. Of course he did, because he, he fucking died. Like, obviously, when you get yourself killed, you realize you've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Objection. <laughs> Objection. I may have fucked up a little bit here, guys. <laughs> uh, Objection. These might be my intestines. Objection. You, you're born again. Steve, let's hear it. You're born again. He said he dies, but he doesn't. You're, you're weaved back in. He doesn't die. <laughs> okay. They say that the entire series. What, are you just going to say okay? No, I, I'm agreeing. Like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, like. Uh, th- this guy just tried to save the fucking world by giving his life by putting on three blood rings. Like, how many non-magic wielding people in the series have used magic items in this way to try and kill the most powerful man in this battle? I wanted you to hit on this a little harder. I I love the use of these like multiple magic items. I think it's fucking cool. This guy one is, of the most exciting. It's just so hold on. Let, let's let, let's like this is cool. At one point he looks down at his rings and he's describing them and he's saying that there's like crimson on his hands and he can see that but like nothing else. And he kills a few uh trollics that can't see him because he's like m- melding into the air. Magic items are dope. Yeah. Everybody has to agree. Yep. If I make a counterpoint, please. Sure. Uh, just because an item is cool doesn't mean Gawain is cool. I, I don't understand. Like, we're, we're talking about whether or not this guy character? is a good character. And we're saying that, like, one of the coolest magic items in the entire series isn't cool enough to make him a good character. We're saying some of the best fights in the series, ones that you quote that are even bad to this character. Let me like, get at this as judge a little, Steve. Z- Zach... You don't think an item can affect a character's potential? You don't think Kalendor makes Rand cooler? You don't Kalendor is cool. I mean He killed half of his army in that battle with Kalendor. Just because you have cool shit doesn't make you cool. Or else You're Jake right. Paul is the coolest guy in the world. You don't think the Fox medallion and uh that galad is wearing in this and the hat make matt cool like what matt does with them makes him cool yeah but this is cool like this is this is going saying like this is fucking fantasy jackass he's like my name's going to create and this is the blood knives (laughs) he fucking killed three (laughs) blood knives and took their rings and and basically said i'm gonna commit suicide to try and win this war Leroy Jenkins. Zach makes a point. Leroy Jenkins a little bit. It oh, was fucking I'm sorry. Cool, Are we talking about Leroy Jenkins? Probably one of the most like prominent memes in the world. The ones <laughs> things that we talk about, things that we quote whenever we want to run into battle, unhinged, making a mistake. That's what we say. We say Leroy Jenkins. I'm fucking loving this. Yeah. 
So, okay, great. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for saying that Gawain Tracan is similar to Leroy Jenkins. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I agree. I rest my case. <coughs> That's your final statement? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember Elida doing any fucking... I mean, what is your favorite part of Elida? When she's whipping Egwene? Like, I don't know. Bring it. Zach, any closing arguments? Yeah, I have a closing statement I have here. Well, I'm going to give Steve one more chance after Zach's closing statement, I think. Thanks, I'm allowed to make a closing statement. I just want to say... Because uh, you permitted it, thank you. Well, because I just asked you if you had anything else to say. He's not allowed to interrupt me during my closing statement. I'm still wrapping this up. So we're, we're we're cool with that, right? Zach's going to make a closing statement, and then you get to rebut it. No, he just gets to make his own closing statement. <laughs> yeah, okay. Out of order, Steve. Out of order. <laughs> he has no idea what you're talking Your about. Your Honor, the, the lawyer for the defense just showed me a note that said, fuck you. <laughs> Can I see that note, please? I'm going to eat it. Get it. <laughs> Bailiff. <laughs> he he ate it. It's it's gone. Can I do my uh, closing? Please here? proceed, Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the audience and the jury. Uh, I'd just like to reiterate that Gollum Tricand is the worst character in the Wheel of Time, and that's for three reasons. You know, he has. A terrible relationship with Rand. He uh, fucks over the younglings for no reason at all. Just to uh, participate in some glorious violence, I guess. I don't know. And lastly, he's just like an overall generally spoiled brat. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is, why does he do all these crazy senseless things for Elida? And why does he hate Rand so much? The answer is that he just can't handle not being the most important person around. He abandons Camelin because he knows he'll always be second fiddle to Elaine there. He delays joining with Bryn because he knows he'll be outranked there too. He doesn't hate Rand because, or sorry, he does hate Rand because he thinks, oh, I'm messing this up now. Can I start this over? <laughs> the whole thing? Yeah, just, just go back a line. Just say sorry. Like I was, he doesn't hate Rand because he thinks Rand killed more gays. He hates him because Rand is everything that Gawain wants to be but isn't. Powerful, independent, influential, and heroic. Gawain is a spoiled, petulant child with absolutely no redeeming qualities, and this makes him the worst character in the Wheel of Time. Thank you, Your Honor. I rest my case. Thank you, sir. What did you say after the younglings? He said a youngling something and then he was spoiled. Sorry, I wasn't listening to you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Zach. I'm just kidding. But I seriously, like, what was the middle thing? Can you tell me so I can tell you about how it's dumb? <laughs> I just want to tell you how it's dumb. He delays joining Brynn because he was... Nah, uh, that was later. Team. I already had that written down. I'll, I'm just going to wing this, guys. He he wrote this before the, the case even started. doesn't make any sense. That's how you do closing statements, Steve. No, usually you have the case, then you come in and make the closing statement. Anyways, so what we have here is a man who sticks up for Andor, who knows Andor, 
who sees Ram and defends him. Even though he's far from the West, even though he looks like an Ielman, he's like, I know you're from the Two Rivers because you said so. I believe you. I believe what people say. So he likes Rand and is standing up for him. You should just let him make his closing statement, really. <laughs> thank okay, you, Jake. sorry. No, thank you, Your Honor. So we have somebody here who defends people he loves, and some of those are his citizens. And we also have somebody who's really good at weapons, somebody who's been trained by some of the best, Gareth Bryn. We have somebody who's beaten some of the best. He's become a sword master, blade master, I'm sorry. And then I've already told you some of the fights he's had. Zach's actually read some of the fights he's had. Though, I don't think all of those fights were for the right reasons. Do I think he should have beat up some people? No. Do I think he should have killed children? He didn't. But is he a spoiled brat? I'm really not sure. I'm not sure if he's more spoiled than Galad, more spoiled than Elaine. I mean, those are three spoiled people. Am I right? So is their mother, Morghese. So I'd say the most spoiled of all probably ran because the whole time they're telling them that he's like the fucking savior and he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I can starve a whole nation whenever I want. Oh, thanks, Rand. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. Thanks for saving the goddamn world. And then you say that he abandons Camelin. That's untrue. You know why? Because he tries to defend Camelin. He tries to defend Elaine. He tries, <laughs> he tries to make sure that she doesn't die by killing Demon Dread. Does he make a mistake? Oh, fuck yeah. Does he kill Demon Dread? Oh, hell no. He even says to him, you cheated. Demon Dread's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he says to him you only wield the sword you must become the sword and, and Gawain's even dumb enough to say what the fuck are you talking about that's what you do you fucking wield the sword and you know I kind of I kind of relate with that what the fuck is Dread talking about becoming a sword what a fucking moron and that's why he got beheaded by land and then you said that he delayed going to Bryn I don't know I mean like Bryn changed sides how many times three four and then you Boy. said uh, something about him hating Ran. I mean, who doesn't? Ran's killed so many people at this point. Who's who's really counting how many people hate Ran? I'd say everybody that Ran saved probably has a little, like a little bit of grudge against him, and that's why he changed his bodies at the end so that nobody knows that he's still walking the earth. Fucking coward. Rest my case. This is not about Rand. No, this is about being the worst character, and we just did an entire fucking three-hour episode about whether or not Gawain was or not. And I think that's that Rand is the worst character. No, I'm implying that why the fuck would we talk about Gawain who's had fucking badass fights, who's done badass shit, who's made mistakes, and also said, I'm sorry, bro, at the very end. How could you possibly say he's the worst? It was too late. No. Thank you for your arguments. We'll have to let the jury convene and we'll be posting this up on Twitter and we'll have a poll. Yeah, I'm going to post a poll up on Twitter. Uh, we're going to go guilty. I'm going to post a poll up on Twitter. We're going to go uh, guilty if you think Gawain is the worst character and not guilty if you think uh, he is uh, not. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for those uh, poll <laughs> options. We'll be, uh, well, there's only two options in a trial, Steve. You're either the worst character or you're not. So I think we no, could there phrase could be that a, mistrial. a little better, though. Yeah, I mean, so basically, you can vote that Gowan is the worst character, or if there's anybody who you think is shittier than Gowan, then he wins. So, Which would be a mistrial, I think, but 
That's the same thing as saying Gollum's the worst character. You would say no if you think there's a shittier character. Right, but I mean, you phrased it in into to advantageously to your case. Yeah, why would you make <laughs> up that fucking poll? You're not the honor. Because I'm the one that's in charge of Twitter. <sighs> that's not fair. I know the password. <laughs> I think. Because I told it to you. <laughs> how, how should I trust you? Should I just trust any man that comes up to me on the street? So, I mean, like... Do I, I do I give any kind of the poll is going to be whether Gawain is the worst character or not? Yes or no, right? Yes. Well, it's the same thing as guilty or not guilty. Yeah, I, I'm just yeah. I wasn't yeah. trying to contradict you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Northern Wind. Well, yeah, we're podcast. we're on Twitter at Three Rivers Boys. That's three spelled out. T H R E E. I'm a attorney at law, Zach Schoff. I am. Should I not say my whole name? <laughs> I am Federal Judge Jake. And I am Esquire Stevie. <laughs> Big Steve to you uh, out there who know what's up. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. This was really fun. We should do more of these uh, in the future. Read more books. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>